What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 379. On this episode, I'm joined by Bradster X. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, beats, music plans, clouds, ghosts, aliens, new PS Plus, streaming apps, wrestling, TV shows, computer memories, wings, groceries, video game music, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. podcast with mo what up uh first thing i'm getting to is our patreon patreon.com slash podcast mo you can go there and give a dollar or more a month get early access to the podcast like our guest today does um also you can give even more and be a co-producer like uh my mother graveyard entertainment it's your boy h2.com Forgotten One and Rico Reds as are the ones seeing us out here as they push our boat off into the ocean and prepare to light the arrow. Um, but hey, we got a couple months left, so y'all, I hope y'all like it, like the end, you know, and then after that, we'll be in a post-apocalyptic world. No one knows what'll happen then, but until then, you can get your cool fucking t-shirts and other merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast mo. Um, go there, get you some cool fucking merch. That's what I say. Uh, and get you a snappy shirt, get you a, uh, just a normal podcast shirt. Uh, there's smoke Oklahoma shirts, you know, whatever you're feeling. You just, y'all just go check it out. All right. This week we're calling the homie Brad, Bradley, Bradford, uh, Bradlin. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly, uh, what all Brad's short for. Uh, but we all normally call him Brad Surex and, um, Anyway, he has a album coming out, and we're gonna call and ask him about it. So let's let's do that shit now. Yeah, what episode is this? This will be three seventy. Uh, I think nine, three seventy nine. Oh shit! So we're getting close. It's a pretty crazy sex position that one. The three seventy. We're all we're edging right now yeah for sure well and it really it's going until september so that's a little further i think than it feels like it would go but i finally just had to take out the calendar and be like let's count them out because i kept feeling like it was just like two more episodes and it was over uh (laughs) but that was not the case um so anyway we'll see what happens i think snappy's excited for it to be over but also he'll miss it you know yeah, I think something else will start happening. You just need to, you. I think everybody needs a break for a few months. You know, just been you've right. been going for years now, nonstop. So this is very true because a part of me is like, oh, I'll just make it into another show. You know, and I mentioned that a couple of times, but then there's another part of me that's like, I could just do something totally different. You know, that has nothing to that is none of this. You know, I don't know. No Eight of the who knows. Eight of the who knows. That'll be my next Patreon. So if anyone <laughs> wants to join, uh, every month will be a mystery surprise. <laughs> every month's a mystery. That'd be pretty cool. I like it. Um, yeah. So this week I've sent a lot of people some beats uh, for free because I'm a generous person like that. And no one's buying beats, you know, so it's like, fuck it, let's make some music. Um, and you got some of those. And I'd say the ones I sent you were like, some of them were like, oh, I know y'all will like this. And then some were like, oh, this is just weird. And we'll just see what you think yeah and sometimes those are my favorite because it just like i feel more free i don't know why like if it's a dark beat i'm like oh i know what to do with this but it's like some of these were like almost afro beats 
like the one it was like had an Afrobeat vibe or like dance hall. I don't know what it's fucking called exactly, but like, you know, Rihanna something maybe. Right. I don't know. Fucking uh but yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. Maybe a smoke song's gonna come out of that, you know. Uh yeah. Well, well the way eating. the way those beats worked um is I had all these instrumental EPs that I'd put up back in 2019. Or maybe it was 2020. I feel like it was 2019, though. Uh, 2019, 2020, in those two years, I've put up some six-track EPs every once in a while of just beats that I didn't feel like anyone was going to be able to rap to, but they kind of had a vibe, you know? And so, and everyone used to be like, you got to put up your instrumental EPs. That gets you more money than being a rapper, you know? And I just never got any traction on instrumental EPs. I just, I submitted it to the shit, and, you know, I'm like, hey, I got this out, and just no one gave a fuck. So after, I kind of consider them not to interrupt you. Yeah. I uh, just the instrumental EP thing. I consider them when I see them. That's like, oh, you already have a piece of work. So I don't even consider like buying those like any producer. You know what I mean? Because right. I'm already like, oh, this is already his piece. I'm not going to. Oh, and I agree. I would say all these things. Once I decided they're an instrumental EP, they're not for sale. You know, they weren't. You know, I was like, well, yeah, this is the artistic project. And I made a lot of weird artistic choices with them because of that. You know, because I'm like, I don't have to worry about vocals. So I'm going to add like an extra synth in here, you know, that is in the same range of a vocal would be that I normally wouldn't because I'm trying to leave room for a rapper. Um, You know, so I did a lot of so I took out a lot of that. Basically, I took down all those things. Another part of it is because of Apple Music. Now, I don't use Apple Music, but it Apple Music refuses to allow me to have an A to the Mo and an A to the Mo makes beats separate page. They it just refuses and it's going to make it one page. And so I I hated going on there and seeing all these old instrumental EPs. And I'm like, this, it just shouldn't be here, you know, on my rapper page. So I just removed them. Basically, I had like nine of them up. Each of them had six uh, tracks on them. And then one had three. So I had a tenth one that had only had three. And so I, that, you know, is what, like 57 beats or some shit. So I went through those remade them i basically changed a lot of instruments applied a lot of knowledge that i've gained in the last two years as far as mixing and i don't even know if what i do is right but it's just the way i do things now you know like right. i used to not know how to so side, right, right. <laughs> I, I didn't use on a side chain um you know the base of the kick quite correctly and i still don't know if i know how but i definitely know how to do it better now than i did two years ago where i just doubled the kick and i didn't realize that's what i was doing and so i'm like oh what the fuck and so i've been fixing all this shit i i change vsts because i used to use nexus 2 a lot back in the day i'm not saying it's bad i just don't like it now and i have some things i think sound a little more rich and so i just replaced some uh sounds and then i yeah got some weird beats so the ones you're saying that had like dancehall vibes that was most likely off my ep house party which yeah there was a lot of uh, different sounds on the bxc4 pack right which is later in the story for sure (laughs) uh and you know so i karma for instance was one of the people on my list and karma got a lot of those off that house party thing because that fits her vibe and when she sent it back she was like holy shit this is like the best pack you've ever sent me because a lot of them did have that kind of you know upbeat shit that that she does so oh, I'm yeah. like, and so uh, yeah i think it was you i said karma graveyard i sent them a bunch um and then our homie cj got a pack and then Wadi, i sent just a few but i think he's only going to take one and then Mikey actually hit me up this week and was like, send me some beats. So I just sent him a little small pack and we'll see what he thinks. So that, nice. that's all the homies that got the beats this week. Um, forgotten one, I'm just saying, I've sent you a million and you hate them. So that's why I quit. <laughs> but maybe someday I'll get one that's perfect. And I'll have like, I got to send it to him. Yeah, so I sent you this pack and then you had the another pack and a half 
that you hadn't even gotten into that I'd sent you before, because I know you, you and Cooper are always working on shit. So I just, if I have something that kind of sounds like y'all, I send it over. Yeah. I mean, uh, the back roads EP is the BXC three pack that you had sent, which I I believe it might've been on detour as well. I might've dug into two into three somewhere in there. Right. Cause intersections popped up all along this long road, you know? Right. Uh, so now started with going in circles, went to road to nowhere and then uh dead end detour intersections. And now we're at the back roads. Um, you have to have, um, like an end of the road or there are no more roads, something that implies the end. And then the next one after that, and these have to be, I guess, probably small projects. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, you got to use that new picture you put of the weird clouds and you call that something like look up. And then that will set up the next one with H2. So, it's funny. Oh, wow. It's actually funny. You say that he's going to love this. So, uh, leading into all of this, uh, while the Backroads EP has been being made and everything, we've been doing the Horrorcore project that we do every year. Uh, for people that don't know, it's like Mariah Carey does Christmas, but we do Halloween every year. Uh, murder rap time. It's fun. So then, uh, throughout that time, where was I? I forget. I'm stoned. So um, you have this Horrorcore album coming out. And uh, you have back. Roads. Oh yeah, the H two thing. And Sorry, the, the H two. So the back roads, which actually is going to lead us into the last ride in October. Ah, there you go. Which, which there's the end finally. Uh, <laughs> which features a song on there called "Keep Looking Up" with H two, which goes back to the H two right reference there. Yeah. So it all comes around full circles connections. I think it is good. I think it is good. And you, the clouds you took a picture of, by the way, I also took a random picture of some clouds that look kind of like that here. The, ours here look more like butts. It looked like cartoon animated butts sticking out of clouds. And I was like, this is so funny. I'm taking a picture. And then everyone in town did. This was like a few weeks ago. But then I put that picture over a dumb picture of me. And I'm using that for my cover art for Saturday. So, um, you know, I guess I'm just uh, trying to push the clouds. I, I, I found that a lot about these clouds. Which admittedly, it's not my picture. Um, I was actually like passing out during this time. <clears throat> and I woke up like I'm in and out of like this passed out state at like eight o'clock. And I look out the window and I'm like, it's fucking red outside. And my wife's like, yeah, it, like it, this is weird. We should go out and look. And I was just too tired to fucking look. <laughs> and then I woke up to all these pictures. So that was just a picture like a neighbor took or something in the. uh local facebook group thing right but um i kind of regret not looking now because i mean i've seen it right outside and i'm just like yeah i know it's the sun it's the way it looks sometimes like whatever i didn't expect it to be like bubble clouds that's pretty fucking sweet it just seems like a good cover honestly for you because it is dark and ominous but it's yellow and for i guess people outside of pittsburgh we just think of pittsburgh as yellow because the steelers and the pittsburgh pirates and the pittsburgh penguins and like every sports that fucking exists in pittsburgh is black white and yellow so it just seems like a very pittsburghy clouds you know i don't know so it seems like and it's funny because i look them up and they're called uh or some shit kind of clouds um they're Mamatis, and they're actually like known to be like in the plains. 
So whenever I was looking them up, a lot of the footage was from Oklahoma. So I was like, ah, Mo probably sees this shit all the time. That might have been, they might have been the same type that, like I said, we had a few weeks ago that it was so weird. I looked up and was like, what the fuck? And it was, it was one of those moments where it feels like the sky's fake. You know, right. you had those moments where you're like, is this a, are we in the Truman show? And they just put That's like why. some funky ass fucking clowns up. <laughs> They put the wrong filter on and shit. Right, yeah. Definitely the vibe. So I had to take a picture, and then I liked the picture so much. And I've been really trying. I'm trying by the end of the year to get more, you know, showing my ugly face on these fucking album covers. Because I don't know if it helps or not. It'll probably hurt, to be real honest. But um, I was all fucked up the day I recorded Saturday. And um, I took a picture of me trying to look stupid you know and then i just overlaid that over this picture of these clouds i was like well there you go that's the cover art and so um everyone look forward to that that comes out a long time from now but probably around the time this podcast is ending smoke Oklahoma came out today though it did um i would say it i'm not trying to hate because it's whatever it hasn't got as many plays as like one of my songs seemed to would have gotten like a year ago it seems like you know like i feel like i may have lost some some steam somehow but honestly it's only halfway through the day so who the fuck knows but uh the song i think i suggest everybody check it out because it's fucking it's probably one of my favorite most songs yeah it has a part released anyway where i say uh giddy up partner that every time i forget i did it and i laugh every time so got that it shows your character a lot and i mean i think it uh, i don't know it represents you very well so right well See, I expected like a lot of smoke Oklahoma support, like people from my state. Uh, but what I've noticed is it's a lot of artists being like, I was going to do that. And I'm like, oh, OK. Or uh, like more people outside the state are like, oh, that's really cool. Where I've gotten very few people in the state of Oklahoma that's been like, oh, yeah, this is it, which is just opposite of what I thought would happen. Hello, hello. There you are. Cool. I was like, uh, something happened there. Something yeah, happened. it was like I fucking kicked it out, I think. Or no, okay. If I move it, I have it in the second slot. I don't use it very much. Right. Sorry about that. You don't always go to the two hole, you know, and it's new. <laughs> Thin sensation. The back door, if you will. You know, a lot of people say it's just a totally new experience. Uh, but I told her, no, we're not trying it. Not my back door. Closed for business, as they say. Yeah. Um, you know, it's whatever. I I uh, tolerate all people's sexual preferences. I just try to make a joke, you know. I don't want any pro-pegging groups that come after this podcast. <laughs> I don't care what anybody does, you know. Shit. Um, I mean, I guess I care to some degree. Pedophiles, y'all fucking weirdos. Oh, yeah, yeah, you Get know. Get into an adult, you fuck. You know? Like, geez. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> And if they can't help it, that should be enough right there to deter you. I mean, come on. Right. And if they can't help it, then just commit suicide. I don't get it. Like, I feel like I would. I feel like if I was pedophile, I would just commit suicide. Yeah. No one wants you around anyway. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's mean. Sorry to our pedophile listening community. No, Um, fuck them. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm sure you struggle with the thought of suicide all the time. So I'm just over here pushing it closer to the edge. Um, Something crazy that happened to me was uh, I I might have saw a ghost. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure yeah, what it was. That's why you're on here. See, I actually originally hit a forgotten one first to do this week, and he turned me down. And I was like, "Well, I need the number two ghost expert on this podcast." Yeah, so I woke up on Tuesday, and or I should say Wednesday, I woke up, 
And there's, I got like 12, 13 alerts on my phone saying my camera cut out. I looked, I didn't really see anything like in the small little preview. So I just kind of swiped it away. I didn't think much of it. It's like fucking 5 a.m. I don't care. Uh, my wife wakes up like an hour later. She's like, did you look at the cam? I'm like, I glanced. She's like, no, look. So I look at it. She shows me these like things kind of floating around. And I, I, I don't know. I was like, they're fucking bugs, which is my first instinct. Anytime I see like an orb video or any of those things, you know, yeah. they're, they're bugs. They look like bugs or like dust. Well, and well, I think of when the bugs is uh ancient aliens, which I love. They have an early episode where they're like these alien ships flying. And yeah, they're these stick bugs. And they're like, really small but if you look at them in the right camera angle they look giant you know or whatever and yeah a lot of times bugs are what people see on cameras and i've seen some where like bugs will crawl camera lens but it doesn't look like it's on the lens because of like you know there's multiple lenses there whatever the mirrors right kind of looks farther away and yeah so I, i figured it was something like that you know i just go about my day as usual i come home i'm like i'm gonna look at the footage again so i go to where it cut out and whenever it comes back, there's like these two floating things. And and by things, it's like lot like rods of orbs, like they're all uniform in a line and just small little like bubbles. You can almost see through them. Uh kind of crazy, but I'm like, okay, they're like dragonfly, like no reason we would even have dragonflies around here, but I'm like maybe a dragonfly, something moth, you know, I'm trying to find like a reason for it, but it's there. Both of them are there for over an hour or so. Um, you know, camera cuts out. No real reason. Comes back. There's only one. Well, this one's sticking around for like hours. This, this was between 11 PM and 6 AM. I think it disappeared at like 5:55 AM. But, uh, yeah, I'm really not sure what it was. Um, it didn't really do anything of note. It just kind of floated there. Uh, I did hit up Forgotten One. He's like, yeah, that's not a bug. You know, he's, he confirmed it's a ghost. But well, if he confirmed it. Right. You know, that's what I, you know, I'm saying. That's why I, I consulted the expert. Right. And then, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm the number two guy. Right. Uh, so junior you know uh yeah see I, my mind because i guess i don't believe in ghosts or i don't believe in the idea of like everyone that died in the 1800s are all floating around in their right you know ghoul outfits or whatever. i'm like why is it always you know this certain time period um and then modern day people are like celebrities relatives they stick around too to talk to them uh but not old not older people to them. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's an odd thing, like the different sex of it. But when you describe it or whatever, and I saw your pictures and all that, I'm like, why would I would think another dimension? We have, we're like breaking with another dimension or the simulation theory for video games where you saw a glitch, you know, right. or maybe aliens where like, yeah, they were checking y'all out, you know, and that they were like a weird stasis thing while mentally kinetically going through your home. Like I could see anything else other than like the spirit of someone who once was alive is floating <laughs> around. I don't know why. Like, I just can't get to that. But all those other things seem plausible to me. It, it's kind of the same for me now. Now I'm kind of like, like the seesaw teetered a little bit more like in me believing in ghosts, but it's really like I was telling forgotten one. It's, it's, 
Like not enough for me to like, I have to see something. And I know he's like, I think he just did. And I'm like, well, good point. But I mean, by see something, it's like, you know how you see like the shadow people and shit like that. Like I want that. I want I need to see that in order to like, like see it with my own fucking eyes to be like, okay, that existed. Right. Well, and even then it probably wouldn't be enough for me to be on it. Like, it's questionable. If yeah. I had to be real honest with myself, like if someone walked up, you know, look like an old hippie, turned water to wine and was like, listen, bro, I'm Jesus. And he started doing miracles. I'm like, listen, Chris Angel, where are the <laughs> tricks? Where are the illusions? You know, like I wouldn't believe it. I would think he's a magician or whatever. Like I would just that's because I don't believe anything where someone's like, didn't you see that video? And I'm like, hey, listen, bro, they have really good special effects. A video can be all kinds of shit. So it's, yeah, it's just so sure. easy to be skeptical that I feel like I just fall to that all the time. Now, I was uh, like more like talking about the seesaw here that aliens and things like that i you know weighed much heavier on my end too and or me and my wife discussed that even more so of a conspiracy like a lot of people well, like some people think that they're letting all this alien info out because our military itself actually has technology so good it can mimic that and that they're going to fake mm -hmm. an alien invasion soon and uh like really oppress the people even more it's like maybe that was them testing it you know i don't know like you could get even crazier to be like it's the project blue book right exactly uh that, that whole deal yeah or was that the jesus one i can't remember if that was they were going to project jesus or project a ufo invasion there was two conspiracies but yeah so i heard more of the ufo one and i think they could like if you've seen uh Easily. this these drone art shows you know like where they make the drones make all the pictures in the sky and do shit and you're like yep. watch how you go oh they could totally fake all kinds of shit with drones like like as being just a light show like i don't know especially if you're far enough away you would think you're seeing something and um i don't know i just think we're in the time of nothing is to be believed and i know every week i'm just like fuck america but really it's more fuck the american government i think there's a difference there and um True. i just feel like uh the corporations that really run the world and our government are just further further going to where the rich elite are securing themselves in this weird hive bubble and we're going to be the fucking uh, people getting experimented on with fucking fake alien invasions. I could see it. I mean, and they're like, let's take their guns. So they don't kill. They don't shoot down our expensive drones. <laughs> so like, let's find <laughs> we got to start. And I mean, they already weapons. got drones that they send out to war. Yeah. You know, like these drone bomb planes and shit like that. So it's like, what's saying that they couldn't do it? And I mean, I wouldn't put it past the government to have little like just little things like that like that i saw to be out there i mean you know that's what i mean it literally could have been anything and i i still want to lean towards a camera glitch of some fucking kind but the more i saw it i'm like all right that's not a camera glitch but it's something like so your project's coming out we barely mentioned it that you have um and that's coming out the friday after this episode so like in two days so how many songs is it you know all that jazz that's uh five tracks. It got um there's uh track one, three, and five are kind of what melds it together. And then Black Lungs and the Relapse tracks two and four are kind of like extras on there that you know, but I I mean I love black lungs. I love them, but I I really I love it all, of course. But right, you know, one one, three, and five were like the meat of it. Uh it's kind of like a sequel ep to detour on our way to the last ride here 
I play Black Lungs on the music pod that comes out in a couple of days, and I've been singing it every day since. It is very catchy. <laughs> and there might even be another EP after that, uh, in between this one and Last Ride. It depends uh, how much of that I get done. It's mostly done, really. Yeah, you had like um, the Bradster X Files, right? Or should that come out after Last Ride? I think that might that could also hint at the. That one, it it got more or less interrupted with intersections, which, you know, was fine. And then I just kind of held off on it. And one track might go to the horrorcore album because it just kind of fits it. But um, I'm not too sure what's going to happen with that. But the idea with that, uh, because I think I only mentioned it on here maybe once, uh, was going to be like a conspiracy album kind of you know, ordeal just me while Coop was making uh, the Coop escapades. Coop's eclectic, eclectic ex- escapades, I should say. That's a tongue twister. Um, which is done right now, actually. Uh, we're just kind of, it's just a free release, so don't really know when to put it out. Might put it out like tomorrow. I don't know. But Perfect. Perfect time. That, that'll come out anytime. Actually, there's going to be... Uh, a uh, single on it with one of your beach um, sassy Sasquatch and Saskatchewan. Perfect. So people be on the lookout for that one. That's a fun one. Yeah. That sounds like a banger. The name like that. <laughs> uh, I recently got the PlayStation plus upgrade just uh, yesterday. Actually. Um, are you familiar with all this shit? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't upgrade to it yet, but I've looked at it like I know all the right details. And I really didn't want to. Last episode, I talked about how I, I didn't want to in a lot of ways. But um, and if people don't know, basically, it's a subscription service like a Netflix, if you will. Um, there's all these games in this library. And if you're a member of the PlayStation Plus premium or extra or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, then you get access to that game, all those games in the library that you can just download and play as long as you're paying that monthly subscription. And then if you stop paying it, I guess it would lock you out of those games, I'm assuming, you know, where you couldn't open. Yeah, I'm guessing. And I really didn't want to get onto it because I don't like the future of the streaming services, like the way Xbox is doing it, where it was like the day a game comes out, it's on there. And I understand how that's like beneficial if you want to play them of course but the idea they're like well they're going to quit making good games because it won't matter it'll be just like cell phone games or something you know like uh, i feel the same and and it's already been happening i mean right like genshin impact and uh, some certain free-to-play games are like they are for that market now they are for a younger crowd that lacks that shit where me and you maybe don't but when I really looked at it, I I was like, it's for it was thirty nine dollars for me to upgrade to the very top tier for the rest of my um year, right? So there's a subscription year. How long? Mine goes to February, but however long your goes, they'll prorate it if you want to upgrade for the rest of the year, and that's like their way for you to try it. So when I looked at it, I was like, well, I'll play Miles Morales because I had never bought that. Um, and then they had like a handful of other. I would like to play the Death Stranding. Uh, PS5, whatever it is, the legendary edition or whatever the fuck it's called. And, you know, there's a few games. It's like, all right, it'll be worth my $40 that I could probably play this. And through February, get my money's worth for sure. I'll like a ahead. rental fee, essentially. Right. So I'll go ahead and do it and then try to play all these games I can. And there's that cat game coming out the first day that I actually think looks pretty interesting. You're like a cat in a future world where all the humans die and robots have taken over. But you're like, the oh, last. yeah. So and I was like, oh, I don't know what the, the gameplay is going to be like, but I think that's a fun idea. And so anyway, went ahead and went for it so I can go ahead and try it out. Now, the debate was if I want to go for the extra, which is just 
the one tier up or the premium one, which is like two tiers up and to the top one. And the top one only give, it gives you classic games. So it gives you like PS one two PSP and PS three games, but the PS three games are only, you have to stream them over the cloud. And I tried that before I called you to just test it with oblivion. And I started oblivion, played it for about 30 minutes. And I got an error message that my internet connection was getting too slow and it kicked me off. So, and I feel like I got pretty good internet. Maybe my router was having some fucked up shit or something. So I don't think that was really worth it. And there's hardly any PS1 or PS2 games yet. So if I had to redo it, I guess I would probably have only upgraded to like the next tier up. I wouldn't have worried about doing like the full thing. I seen that there was uh game trials too. Like you get that's true. Like two hours in a game, something like that. But I don't I wouldn't see that personally being I wouldn't worth use it. it. All right. Because right now I really want Horizon Forbidden West because I like the first Horizon game, but I just didn't want to pay seventy dollars for it. And there's a game trial, but I'm like, what am I gonna do? Download the seventy gigabyte game or however big it is to play for two hours? Fuck that. Like that you know, that seems dumb. So I saw the one, I think it was for the new Saints Row. Which I get isn't out yet, but it was just a create a character mode. So it's just like you can create the character now and then just, I guess, wait for the game to fucking come out. Right. I used to do stuff like like that with uh, NBA 2K. They used to do like a if you pre if you pre bought the game, uh, you would get access to like this other app a month before it came out where you could make your dude and go through the like college experience. And then it would like save your file. Yeah, but. Who knows with this? But I feel like Take Two does um, Saints Row, so that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe it is like the way 2K does it. So people that don't know, yeah, that's I mean, a publisher, they're, they're, by the way. there definitely could have been more to it that that I didn't see. You know, I just kind of glanced at it, but right, you it, know, I now, saw the game trials and the extras. You, I'm like, if you got like a PS5 tomorrow, I would see definitely why you would want to get it. Because and like my cousin Rusty hit me up, he got it, you know, like the first day because he hadn't played Returnal, he hadn't played, you know, all the, there's like Demon Souls, you know, which I know you'd probably want to play. Uh, there's like all these new games that if you haven't been buying games the last couple of years, it's right. totally worth it. It's just for me when I look at the game catalog, I honestly own about half the games that are in there, if not more. But I'm like, but eventually I'm sure they'll get other games, you know, and it's just because I'm part of that old ecosystem. So, but money wise, I would spend forty dollars on video games easily by the end of the year. You know, probably within the next couple months, and I feel like this will stop me from doing that. I mean, it it, it depends how much. Like, uh, as long as you can cancel monthly and switch back, like revert back, I think I'd be all right with it. But if I'm like stuck paying for like if I get the trial until the year's up, but then you pay for a whole year and that's it. I, I think don't know you can if I do, would do it. I'm pretty sure you can do uh, monthly, three months, or yearly. I just have mine set on yearly, and I always gotcha. have. But I do think there, those other options exist. You know, don't quote me, of course. No, because yeah, I do have yearly on the uh, regular. You know, it just takes its own money out, auto pay, whatever. Right. But well, honestly, it normal PlayStation Plus hasn't been that good to me lately. You know, the games nah, I haven't loved and terrible. And I used to always defend it. I'm like, you know, it's totally worth it. But I was like, I don't know. This is our new shit. I'm going to give it a shot. You know, I loved PlayStation View when they I had it for a while. If you don't know, that was like uh, Sling TV Never tried it. or whatever, you know, like that sort of Internet satellite shit. I don't know. But yeah, you had PlayStation. I got it for $20 a month for like six months or something because I jumped on the very early shit. And yeah, it was just like you have people that get Hulu Live or YouTube TV that cost $100 a month. It was the exact same thing. 
And then you just go through like it looked like a satellite God. You chose your channel and you watched it. And it was amazing. And then never, I remember they sent out the email. We're like, we have to cancel it. We're shutting down the service. And I was like, what? This is horseshit. I love this. Like, this is the cheapest goddamn internet or internet TV that existed. I see them a lot leaning towards just everything's digital. You you know, and and even with this like PS Plus Extra and everything, it's going to lean towards like you won't really have to buy the game. Now you just need to have the PS Plus account. But then like mine, it's been I have games built up fucking for years and years and years. I don't want to say I want to get rid of my PS Plus. You know, I, I'm losing, which I get it. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like we should keep the free games, but I, if they want to lock them, that's fine. But it just seems like everything is going to be less you buying the game and more, hey, we have it up on PS Plus, you know, extra only, you know. Right. So that would be the thing. If it ever becomes exclusive, that would definitely change it but then again with movies currently and television shows this is happening and i can't pretend that i don't way love the new model you know like i way prefer having like hbo max just having all the shows on demand which and it's fantastic don't get me wrong like having all this stuff like at our disposal was great but it's like what sucks is if you don't like i only have dvd sets of like a few shows so when if the internet goes out the power goes out you know whatever and I want to watch these. It's like, I only have these, you know what I mean? Like they want to cut the internet. They want to ban you from Netflix or whatever your IP address from Netflix. I know there's other ways around it, but you know what I mean? It's like, it could become a problem later as, right. as time goes. But for most things you have a choice to buy them, I guess they're like their old HBO shows, but yeah, Netflix shows wouldn't be on DVD typically. I don't think, um, so I, I get the argument if that if you're like the power's out, but if the power's out, your TV's probably not working. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking it as I'm saying it, but I've used like laptops and stuff when the power was right. out. So that's sure I have as well. Um but I think on that is you just uh you know, you get a podcast going, you just listen to a podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's my podcast would no. Exactly. Uh but you know, my video game, I guess, worry kind of like it has happened with TV, whereas in what's cool with the television shit is that there's a war going on, right? Whereas in if everyone was like all the same thing, there wouldn't be the war. So like Netflix was killing it for years, but I think we'll all agree that the last year or more, Netflix has not been killing it. And they do a lot of their programming because their algorithm tells them like people like this with this and this with this. So our next show will be this plus this plus that. Like, yeah. It's not about a creator or an artist's vision for a show. It's about what their algorithm tells them. And I think yeah. that's kind of fucking up a lot of their shit. Whereas an HBO has now come in and they're trying to keep that like HBO integrity that premium television thing now i don't know how long they'll be able to do that and they have the benefit of having their own back catalog of good shows to be like see it's quality i don't know you know going forward if they're gonna be able to keep that up because they might fall into the same netflix shit and hulu i still think is fucking the worst and all it is is fucking normal shows that go to hulu because other shows are too scared to make their own app and so like that's the only way hulu really exists um but for some reason it's layout and like everything's confusing and they're always trying to make me watch shit i watched four years ago like don't you want to keep watching this And i'm like no there's a reason i haven't watched it in four years right uh but if i will give everyone a tip go to cancel your hulu and they'll be like you stay for only three dollars a month for the next six months so y'all should go do that because that's what i did recently I have it actually connected to my Spotify. There was a deal going on, so I get both for like 13 a month. So I'm nice. pretty much already getting it. Nice. For like three, four. So 
I'm all right with that. Otherwise, I, it's commercial version and everything. It's the cheapest basic version, yeah. but like whatever. Fucking, I don't. I barely use it. It's like a married with children machine right now. Like, so uh, you know. Well, and what also ruined it was I had Hulu Live for like two months, which is like the live TV one because I wanted to watch like the NBA playoffs or something. And it was a couple of years ago, but so it's always recommending me shows they don't even have. It's like yeah. remember that show you watched on Hulu Live two years ago. <laughs> then you go to it and it doesn't exist yeah there. you go and it's like upgrade to hulu live to watch this and you're like yeah. no <laughs> fucking hate that guy and it leaves it prime does that a lot too i'll click on something on prime and it'll be like oh it's rented and it, it's just like yeah. i know there's like different sections but it's very i don't know they make it hard to navigate i agree my wife loves prime well for the delivering of shit you know and then I'm like, we need to cancel. And she's like, no, we'll watch it. And so like, we have some, we have a few shows we really do like on there, but in general, when you go through there, it's so confusing. And it does seem like they're riding this line of the people that are here for prom and the people that are here to just rent the shows. Cause they've been doing that for 15 years. You know, I they, think what's kind of keeping Netflix alive is the UI. Yeah. Because it's like so simple. I mean, and every, if the others are trying to copy it without copying it, they'll put the one thing on the left instead of the bottom or whatever. And it's just like, just do it. Well, one of the big things for us that Netflix is the best for going to sleep because we have a setting on it where it doesn't play the next episode. So like, no matter what, it won't play the next episode. So if I'm going to sleep or not, I'll put some on Netflix. So if it goes on, it goes on and it'll turn off. But if you do that on Hulu or some shit, you'll wake Uh, up two seasons ahead and you're like, oh my God. (laughs) You got to go to watch, remove history, whatever it is, remove watch history and then, you know, go through the whole thing. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll start the next episode, like towards the end of the episode. So every episode after that, that first one you watch. Yep. As long as you know what I mean. So it'll start like three minutes left. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a mess. Horseshit. Um, now, I have been trying to use the YouTube app a lot more in the last few months. I mentioned this a little bit last week with Arawati as well. But we, I've got my wife watching Kill Tony. who, And somehow she thinks it's funny. If people don't know, Kill Tony is a. Tony, goddamn, what's his fucking line? Hinchcliffe, um, who's a stand comedian. He does these things where like people put their name in a bucket and they come out to this fucking venue and he draws people's name out of the bucket and they come up and do one minute of comedy. And they're normally like brand new or never have done it before. They're like, you know, fairly new. And then every once in a while, someone will fucking murder it. And then, you know, he roasts them afterwards about how stupid they look at shit because he's like a good roast comic. <laughs> and uh, he has guests on or whatever. And it's, I don't know, I just enjoy it. It's like a good fucking random show for on youtube and then of course your mom's house which is like my favorite youtube podcast i it took a while to get my wife into it because uh tom segura is kind of a psychopath and likes really weird funny awesome tiktok videos that my wife just doesn't appreciate but once she connected with tom's wife and saw her stand-up set she like seems to get into it more right so it's like a a pretty cool thing that they're both stand-ups married to each other got a podcast it kind of works for the married couple to watch i would say See, for all the YouTube I watch, I've never watched YouTube TV. I've, I've never, never. I wouldn't say any of this is, none of these are TV shows. I mean, these are all just YouTube videos, but they are like an hour long, you know, each one. Are they just on regular YouTube? Or yeah. Because yeah. I don't even fully understand what YouTube, t- you know what YouTube TV, like how it yeah, pops yeah. up. YouTube TV. I don't fully understand. Is it. like the Sling <laughs> TV or the PlayStation View thing I mentioned or Hulu Live where you gotcha. it looks like your satellite guide or your digital cable guide. And then you like, gotcha. it'll have live TV channels. See, I just, I'm always just like, no, I don't want that. 
YouTube music? No, I don't want it. I just want YouTube. When I go to YouTube, I want YouTube. You're giving me all this other shit. No. Nah. Right. It'll be like YouTube music. So you can close the app and still listen. And you're like, listen, every app does yeah. that. You fucking piece of shit. I'm not paying for it because right. you refuse to make that into your normal YouTube app. Uh, yeah. But also was there like when YouTube was created. I remember like being, I think, a junior in high school when YouTube came out. Something like that. Um, because before that, it was all E-Bombs World or like just random fucking websites that you would know of. I've already forgotten that you would like go and watch some viral video, but it was so different than it is with YouTube. Like new grounds. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, there is all shit, kinds yeah. of good. And every once in a while you'll see the, you'll see some old websites names on some videos. Cause like, you know, they made, they went from old internet to the, the modern internet right. and the transition. But yeah, I, and I love like old YouTube videos of like, uh, one of my favorite is the raindrop rap battle. And it's just these two mentally challenged white kids. And uh, totally special ed, you know, and they're going to rap battle in some little dinky ass small white town and all the jocks are hopping them up and they fucking suck. And I just think it's so funny. And I watch it even now. I'll watch it and crack up. My wife's like, what's wrong with you? Are you a fucking bully? And I'm like, I don't know. I just I loved it when I was in high school and it's still fucking funny. You know, there's so- some that are just timeless. And YouTube back then had a certain like vibe. It was pre corporate pre. It was just like America's funniest home videos. But we did it ourselves. And it would some of the videos would be good content. Some of it was just silly ass shit. And that's why it existed. Like it was just beautiful. And then as soon as it became monetized, I think it took a little turn there to where we are now with the, you know, clickbait and the thumbnails. Well, in a way, it's almost like Jackass led to TikTok. And it's crazy when you like connect all the dots. But just as you were talking, that's where I'm at. Because me and my friends, and I'm sure your age group, because I think we're about the same age, uh, are similar. Like where Jackass came out and all of a sudden my friends were like, we're going to ride a scooter off the roof onto a trampoline and you're going to film it. And then like, I don't know, everyone all of a sudden was doing crazy shit on, you know, I had a video camera. I got one for Christmas one year. So I, I did. I would like film all these people doing stupid shit. And uh, 100%. yeah, and like that was like this Jackass era. Right. And then it kind of died out. But it's come back as like the, you know, I would say YouTube got started because of Jackass in some way. Because so many people were making fucking Internet videos and shit. And, you know, I guess you have to say skate videos, of course, all that influenced it. Um, but yeah, it led to a weird path, you know, where and also YouTube wasn't owned by Google originally. So I remember back right. before it was Google, you know, and so YouTube was different, a lot different then. And then once Google took it over, it did. It became different because there used to be like just full episodes of TV shows on YouTube. You'd be like, oh, yeah, they just put up the full episode of so and so. And then like people would try to get it taken down. But it was such the Wild West that it just wasn't as efficient as it is now. Yeah. Now that I try to watch. Uh like if I miss a wrestling pay-per-view or something and I'm too lazy to go on any other site, I'll just like try to find it on there. It'll be mirrored and shrunk and just I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll I'll check it out later. Right. <laughs> it's because they're trying to avoid the copyright strike. You know, I get it, but it's like or I don't know. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, at one point in time, all the YouTube songs were pitched down or up by like just a few semitones. So you'd be like, what is wrong with this song? But it was like them right. trying to get past the you know, not getting caught and you're like, Oh, okay. Or it's just muted altogether. Now, nowadays we'll just mute it. Well, one thing they do, and I know because when I had the podcast with powwow, we had put it up on YouTube as well with just a static image. And one of the episodes was like my favorite rap songs of mine that we had done, you know, and me and powwow reminisce about that. And one of them were the like six foot, seven foot, beat or I don't know freestyle over it or whatever. And we played that and then like within a day it got caught by a Universal 
which is, you know, cash money, uh, parent company. And then instead mm-hmm. of it taking it down or muting it, they were just going to insert ads on their behalf that they will get paid for. <laughs> so like they kept me rapping over the six foot, seven foot, uh, beat, but they were cash money is going to put ads on it. And I'm just like, that's so crazy to me that, and apparently it's, that's it's like a legal. Though. Yeah, I, it is fair and I'm cool with it, uh, but apparently it's illegal and YouTube just making that choice on their own. There's no law for it. And so if anyone ever challenged it, I mean, who knows if would, you know, yeah, or whatever, but I'm actually getting a copy of, well, a lot of my videos that I put up, I just use clips from movies and shows and shit. So like pretty much none of them I could monetize. Right. Uh, but the one that seems to get the most is necrophiliac from like two years ago where I use uh, various WWE clips, big show, riding a casket, uh, cane in a funeral home, whatever. So then they are putting ads on it now. Well, it's blocked in like, I don't know how many countries they just sent me another email. It's blocked in 12 more or something. Uh, but for, for what it's worth, they're getting money for it. If it would ever get money for it. And it's just like, I don't think they know that, you know, I doubt they saw that video and was like, yeah, let's put our name on it. Right. <laughs> I, want, I want the money from the 99 views. Vince doesn't care. You know, he'll take all the money at the moment. Right? Uh, he's got Isn't bigger big problems thing? right yeah. now. <laughs> So yeah, I I guess being friends with you and H2 on Facebook has led Facebook to suggest nothing but wrestling meme pages to me all the time. And I see a lot nice. of funny memes, but I don't I don't always know what's going on, you know, where I don't know who the, all the wrestlers are if they're kind of newer. Um, but I I did notice, you know, Vince McMahon paid off some secretary he's been fucking or something. Which it's like, yeah, that happens. I don't understand who's can't he isn't this a private company? Is it it isn't publicly traded, is it? Yeah, it's public. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. That was kind of the issue as well as one of the producers, uh, which it's a rumor right now. It's not like confirmed for whatever it fucking means, but he's also getting Kevin Dunn. He's also getting uh, looked at for insider trading, actually, for stocks right now. I think like 15 million in stocks. Um, So that's like a whole ordeal. And the thing that was kind of weird was Stephanie McMahon, who's the interim CEO right now until Vince gets looked at by his own company and they say, yeah, you're okay. Uh, She stepped down two weeks ago and just was like, yeah, I need time with the family, this and that. And I think she knew this was coming. They knew this was coming. So this was like her little break because now she's the interim CEO and Vince also knows it's rated. So he might not be the, you know, CEO right now, but he's going to be on SmackDown tonight. Like, Hey, he knows. You don't take it down that publicity. Uh, I remember back when Stephanie McMahon was getting raped by Triple H, you know, back before they were married. Right. So, don't you like, forget that. And there, there's just so much. And, and I mean, I get that this was behind the scenes. Uh, there's a guy, John Laurinaitis, I guess, involved. I, I, there's a lot of names going on. So I, I'm honestly still like checking up on it myself. But he's involved somehow. And where Vince gave some one of the wrestlers around as like a what a quote-unquote toy as the articles are all saying as like a sex toy for Laurinaitis whenever he would do a good job and things like that so there there's like a bunch of weird shit going on right now and right you know it's kind of interesting uh, I, I kind of stepped back from wrestling for the past like six months which I was watching it my whole life more or less uh but 
it just became too much. It's just too many fucking hours in the day. Like there's not enough hours in the day and there's too many hours of wrestling. Right. And so I just kind of, you know, got overwhelmed and stopped it all. But I might check out SmackDown tonight just to hear Vince get booed and shit. It'll be a little fun. It'll be like the old days. Yeah. I mean, that the best part of wrestling when I was a kid was when Stone Cold was telling Vince to shut the fuck up and then it would stun him, you know, and the crowd would go wild. And like in hindsight, right. I think you got to give Vince, uh, you know, a hand for that because I'm sure most people's ego would be like, no, I have to be the hero. And, you know, you're the bad guy. But Vince always has known he's a great hill. And then he like leans yeah. into it. And I, I do think that's cool. I've always loved him as the heel character, but like not so much as a person because I know about the right. <laughs> the, the All his shit just before even this, there's been so much with him, but it's like business wise, I could even look up to him, but the heel character fucking it's one of the best. I think as just a character. I mean, Right. Yeah, because it was so much him. He got like through. jacked on roids also in that time frame. And it was yeah. like, what the fuck? So the funny. Vince walk, you know. I mean, it's it's great. And yeah, and like I said, Stephanie good. got raped by DX and fucking Shane McMahon was also annoying back in the day. He had like the whole family out there. It was a good time. Triple H dressed his cane and raped a mannequin in a in a nursing home. Yeah. Uh big boss man got hung. Well, and then there was like the real life shit where like Macho Man Randy Savage, like I think actually abused Miss Elizabeth. Like, yeah, there was there was shit about that. And, uh, you know, I like Savage and all, but there are things about him like that. And the fact that he pretty much wrote a whole album based off of this and Hulk Hogan. And then whenever which I don't like Hogan either, but, you know, Hogan approached him about it and he just walked away. And ever since I heard that, I was like, be a man, Savage. Yeah, because that was the whole song. Well, be I'm, a man, Hulk. Be a man. It's like, come on, dude, what are you doing? I, I personally enjoy Hulk Hogan. I loved his VH1 reality show. Um, and that like gave him a second arc in my life of like, oh, this is great. Um, and then I understand he there was some inward incident on a sex video, and then he sued a website that now long, no longer exists. And you know, I know he's had some shit go down, but um, I've just always been a big another fan. guy where I love his character, but as a person, you know. <laughs> Yeah, this on Hogan knows best. I like he was just such like the dumb dad that I like was like, oh, he's just he accidentally became Hulk Hogan (laughs) and became famous. But like he wasn't meant for this. He doesn't have the like mental capacity for this much money. Like I don't know. I'm like watching the whole show. I just thought it was so. And his kids like took advantage of him. And I don't know. I used to watch a lot. I miss those VH1 days. All the all the. The Osborne era, you know. Yeah. I was explaining because there's a new Bachelorette um, coming out. I've never watched it, but then we saw a commercial and it was like, there's going to be two Bachelorettes at the same time. And I went on this rant to my wife of like, this is old shit. Real chance of love. Been there, done that. Had two fucking brothers. <laughs> I know. And then she was like, which one's that? And I was like, it was a spinoff of New I Love New York, which was a spinoff of Flavor of Love. <laughs> like They had all <laughs> these great shows that like I watch way too much of, you know. It was just mindless garbage TV you could have on in the background, but it would grab your attention way more than it should have. Like, right. Every time, like I go back to the real world days, there was some of my first crushes on TV were real world girls. I mean, yeah, it's I would say real world. I didn't get the channel until I was like in junior high. But when we go on vacation places and get like in a hotel room, 
I would be like, y'all can go do whatever. I'm sitting here and watching this real world marathon. They're running today. And I remember watching like all of real world Hawaii on a vacation somewhere. Like, you know, like I didn't. We 12 didn't hours. Too, just yeah. All, yeah. Like I'm watching this all night. Y'all, I don't give a fuck. We're, we're watching it all. Uh, different time. Different time. Um, speaking of TV shows, I am trying to work on a list of all my favorite TV shows um, and doing a podcast about it eventually. So it's been very tough, but not really that tough. Because I actually say I'm probably more knowledge in television shows than any other medium, you know, video games. I also know very well, but there's so many I never checked out where, because TV watching is such a passive thing. You can be like, yeah, I'll check out this and see if I like it or not. Um, so I feel like I've just my watched video so game many. List, my, my video game list from our uh, four hour long podcast back there has already probably changed. I mean, yeah, I've also <laughs> thought about just trying to redo my list. Um, and you know, if I need an extra, episode you know before the end i could always have that i'm like here's my updates to that list because um i've even played a couple things a lot like death's door is this uh fucking game it's like a little roguelike i don't even know it's a roguelike necessarily but it's like one of those little action games you know and uh mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed it a whole bunch i don't know if it would make my top 50 but you know when i was playing it i was like this could i like this but you know in the moment of playing a lot of games you think they're pretty decent um and then other times you're like yeah i guess it didn't really hold up in hindsight a TV show list would be very hard to make for me. I just did I it off that. the top of my head. Just at one day at work, started writing down all the TV shows I like, and I got to sixty before I stopped. Damn. And then I was like, "All right, well, I bet I can get to a hundred. So that's been my new. I haven't counted in you know in a while, but every once in a while, I'll think of something like, "Ah, oh, Junkyard Wars. Fuck, I remember Junk. I love Junkyard Wars, and I'll put that on the list." Shit, I forgot about Junkyard Wars. <laughs> right. Well, that was one of the first shows that was like appointment viewing for me. Like, I remember, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade and I knew like it came on like Monday nights at eight on Discovery, you know, or whatever. And I would just have to watch it. And then I remember I loved it. And then they did a behind the scenes episode and I it, like ruined the show for me. And then I didn't really care about it anymore. But for those, you know, two years, I loved it. Wrestling taught me young appointment TV time, eight o'clock on Monday, just like you. But it was Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. for sure. And then, then you know, switching back eventually and. Yeah, well, for me, the, it was the, seven was WCW and eight was Raw. Um, or you know what? I'm lying. Uh, whatever block they used to have a TV block on ABC, something, something Fridays, uh, TGIF Fridays or something, whatever they fucking call it. My boy meets world. <laughs> yeah, it was like boy meets world, Fresh Prince, fucking. Uh, See all the ABC shows, Urkel, like the, Family Matters. I couldn't remember yeah, the name. All those shows, I all watch all in reruns. You know, like I remember like Urkel and Jamie Foxx and uh, Wayne's Brothers, which I also love. Like all those were always on like TBS or TNT, not TNT. uh, What was the other one? WGN. That's the channel I'm trying to think of. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it would always they'd always be on WGN after school and I would watch them religiously. But I don't know at all what like original channel they'd aired on. And then like Boy Meets World, I watched on Disney. Um, Same with like uh, like Saved by the Bell. I watched on reruns on TBS. I didn't know it ran on NBC. You know, like, so there are a lot of shows I remember just watching because it was reruns or like Full House. I bet I saw every episode because of oh, reruns, TGI Friday, yeah. but I didn't know what channel, you know, it came on originally. But when I, was- I remember for, for whatever reason, being real young, this is a weird story. I just remembered I was like being grounded for something. And my dad told me to go to bed early and Fresh Prince came on. And I'm like, can I just watch this episode? And it was like eight thirty, nine o'clock, whatever it was. He said, yeah. And I'm laughing hard as fuck at every joke. I mean, I'm like seven or eight. I'm trying to manipulate my dad. 
I'm just laughing at every joke so I can stay up later. He goes, you know, just because you're laughing doesn't mean you're going to stay up. And I fucking broke down in tears like, why? <laughs> and ran upstairs and shit. I just remembered that story. That's fucking funny. Yeah, I, I had a lot of um, staying up and watching TV. You know, in hindsight, I think my parents were decent, but they, my mom was young and I didn't really have a bedtime. Like it was quote unquote nine o'clock. But if I had any reason and I asked her to stay up later, I could. You know, it's so like I just had to have the reason. So I remember it was usually very loose for me unless I was right. like being punished. Then it's like nine o'clock or whatever it was, you know. But I remember when Hercules came out, I think I was in third grade, I think was like the height of Hercules. And I remember like, can I please stay up past nine to watch Hercules on Wednesday nights? And she would be like, OK. And then I'd watch Hercules. And then Xena became a big thing on Thursday. So it'd be like. Can I please stay up on Thursday nights to watch Xena? And I remember I loved those two shows as a kid. I've tried to rewatch them since. Like I downloaded them when we were in college. And I was like, oh, yeah, they don't really hold up. But when I was a kid, Hercules and Xena were pretty dope. Um, and then I would always try to stay up late to watch the late night shows. So like, my parents would just go to sleep. And I had a TV in my room. I would always – I loved Jay Leno's headlines. You know, I always thought he was really um, – to me, there's show three, yeah, like there's three parts of a late night show, at least the classic one. There's the monologue, then there's the skit, and then there's the interviews. And I always thought Jay Leno was the best at the skits. You know, I think David Letterman probably had the best monologues when I was a kid. Jay Leno had the best skits, and Conan always had the best interviews, like in my opinion. And so I would like love to like whatever nights they did headlines every week, you'd have to watch that one. Or when Jay Leno did street uh, jaywalking, when that was like the original go out in the street and ask people simple questions yeah. and watch them be fucking stupid. And you would just like, love it. It was like the best shit, but that's basically what YouTube is now. It is. That's what everybody's doing now. And it's just like the Nardwar approach. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's fun to think back. Uh, you know, me and my wife do this all the time where I'm like, life will never be the same. Like, unless something happens where we have like some sort of fallout, like with the, electrical grid and we have to revert to an old time and re-evolve like we'll never we're never going back to this analog world like this appointment viewing tv or like having a landline phone and if you didn't feel like answering it you just said well pretend we're not home how would they know right you know like you would just fucking if, if there wasn't all this pressure or whatever and you just i don't know i there is something i miss about it and we barely lived in it you know, like I got right. a computer uh, in sixth grade. I think it was like 1999, 2000, uh, got a compact computer and that, you know, probably changed my life. And but everything before then would be like you were just bored, you know, like you had so many moments like that. Whereas and after that, it was like you had no excuse to be bored because you could always find something to do. And that was like a different type of pressure. Kids will never know now. And, and I mean, it's a, it's an old person thing to say. I know that. Right. But. They they really never will. I mean, even my wife, she doesn't know what it's like really to not have a computer, and she's only a few years younger than me. Right? Like it it, it it's that that close of a gap between well, us that you know we're using cassettes and shit like that. The people that never even held a CD, you right. know, for yeah, because that all happened so fast. Um, that, that's going. Also, I think if you're poor you're like a couple years behind you know so like the fact i'm in oklahoma and uh i you know didn't have a lot of money growing up i think that put me like closer to like someone that was like born in like 84 you know or something like because For i sure. got like some hand-me-down shit like i remember as a kid having this fucking cartoon of gulliver's travel that i thought was like 
epic. And now as an adult, I've realized like that was just a fucking dollar store videotape, you know, like that wasn't anything uh, or like going to the video store and renting episodes of Thundercats. But I never had like the actual channel. So I would just watch them on like rented cassette tapes. You're like, hell yeah. But it shows why those shows are getting are still being made. You know, like just these cheap thrown together animated things on like straight to DVD and stuff just to make like a dollar or two on the DVD because it's right. sold for three bucks already. But it's like it's worth it, you know, because people will just pick it up because it is three bucks and they're like, maybe this will shut my kid up. That's all they want. Right. Well, even you know? now, I think like, you know, you just get a subscription to Netflix and they watch Coco Melon. To my understanding, I don't have kids, but I think that's the big thing these days. And then I saw this thing about Co- Coco Melon is um, like for our cartoons when we were kids. Um, the average like animation as far as when they switch scenes or camera angles, quote unquote camera angles, because, you know, they're not technically cameras, but, you know, whenever they would like do like a fake thing, it would take like seven seconds or something. Right. And like the quicker those are, the more it keeps your attention when you're like a young kid. And Coco Melon's like less than a second between camera switches or something. So they say it's like it's like hyperactive or something about the show and how it's like so it's supposed to be like people need to look out. It might be bad for your kid type shit, but I don't fucking know. It's like imitating, you know, swiping through your newsfeed. Yeah. Essentially, like it's just going so, you know. And I think someday we'll be okay with all this information at our fingertips. I just still don't think we've we're there yet. You know, and like my wife is a teacher, so she has kids that are, you know, about 16 years old in her class. And like this thing, as it sucked me ever since she told me, they don't know what the red squiggly line means underneath a word. Oh, wow. And she's like, what do you mean you don't know what that is? And they're like, I don't know. Nobody's taught them the basics. Exactly. Like, they, yes, they can all type and they can all get to wherever on the Internet and they can Google some shit to cheat and all that, you know. But as far as like you when typing an essay, they don't know the red squiggly line means they misspelled that word. And if they just copy and paste. Yeah. It's like just right click and it'll give you the right word, you know, like they just they miss that stuff. And so it's it's interesting the way. You know, it's it's going and I'm never the type that like hates on like we can read cursive and these kids well, can't. I always think that's dumb, but there is something to like you gotta be aware of some shit. So thinking about it, it's kind of like they got thrown into this technology midway, whereas we were introduced at the beginning where like sometimes there was like nothing to do on the internet. You were just like on a word document fucking around and like yeah, I was taught word in school. So, I mean, the, they thought that that was good. You know, maybe it is still a major part, but they thought it was going to be like life changing all this stuff. No, but really like, computers one was word computers. Two was like PowerPoint and Excel. You know, like it was, that's how our computer classes right. were. Yeah. Um, and you just worked through a workbook. And I remember when I was in junior high, we had a really good computer teacher that was the computer teacher for high school students. But if you got done with your work early, you could ask to go to her lab and play games, right? And she was really cool. And if she had an open computer, she would let you. And so, uh, you know, I really looked forward to computers. And then when I got there, she left. They hired some dude who had never touched a computer a day in his life. And he was just like, follow the book. You know, you're just following <laughs> these instructions. But I remember I would get so bored that I made like a battleship battle in PowerPoint. We use it like I put like on right. one side, like a ship on the other side of ship. And then I made periods as be cannonballs. And then I timed it out to where it looked like they were shooting each other. And then you can make little, you know, a smoke picture pop like stupid shit, because, yeah, what else are you going to do? You know, they blocked all so, the fucking good sites. I guess the answer to that today would be memes. Yeah, kind of sure. like they're just kind of shit posting. And like, that's all you were doing. You just couldn't share it with the world. 
you could share it with the class though. Be like, look what I did. Right. You know, but like, you know, yeah, that's an interesting dynamic there. Also, something I'm really proud of in a weird way is that my eighth grade year, when the fucking 9-11 happened, by the way, because I was in this class, I took typing and we were the last class who used typewriters. And they kept telling us that they're like, after this, they're like, we're throwing these away. So y'all get to use all the correction ribbon and all the whatever y'all want. But we got to use the last typewriters in my school. And that's how I learned to type. And it was tough because they could take out the correction ribbon and you couldn't backspace. I mean, you could backspace. So it didn't matter. You know, like you yeah. gonna, it was going to look shitty. And uh, so there is some about that. I feel like I really learned it, you know, as opposed to learning on a computer. And I don't know why, but that there is a feeling I have. I still have an old typewriter that was, uh, I don't know, probably my parents. It was in their house. It It's probably 50 pounds with the case. This case is like a huge fucking suitcase. Right. But it's hard plastic. I mean, fucking hard plastic. And it just amazes me that people were carrying this fucking thing around. I right. mean... Yeah, at least That's the ones why Hulk Hogan's. I was using were fully electronic. You know, like They plugged into a wall outlet and like there was a computer somewhere in there, you know, doing something. Uh, it wasn't like the old fucking pure metal on metal mechanical typewriter. Yeah. That's what this was. See when it's during school, I, th- I believe the very first computers were just like the old floppy disk, uh, Macintoshes, probably something like that. I remember playing Oregon yeah. trail a lot in like second grade or an E 85. Those are real popular. I don't know exactly what they are, but yeah, I know people talk it was about a, like li- little, you know, looked like a receiver, maybe. I always say my first computer was in sixth grade with that compact, but technically my parents, when I was like eight years old, they did buy like a black and green screen computer, you know, that was just black with only green and there were floppy disks. I remember there was a Batman game and then some random games. But my mom got it because she had taken a Votech class, like a computers class or whatever. And she thought she would like somehow need it. And then like within like a few months, they're like, why do we have this? And they sold it, you know, so. Um, but that I had I that little that. experience, but then it wasn't until way later. And then by 1999, 2000, computers are pretty decent. You know, Windows 98 is basically what we use now. You know, ain't much different. I think my first home one was XP. Right. I want to say, because I was late to the party. I know mine was Windows 98 because, uh, and that's how I know I got it in 1999. Because my friend, a friend of mine got Windows Millennium and it was like way better. Like it was a lot faster or whatever. And I'd go to his house like, oh, man, I wish I had Windows Millennium. At least that's how I felt at the time. Um, at the time, I was just happy to have a computer. I love XP, know, by the way. You mentioned that. I felt like I could do everything on Windows XP. Whereas now I don't I know what it. anything is. Me either. I'm lost all the time. I'm like, it was right here. It used to be here. Yeah. You know, and it'd just be something simple. But I just got to Google shit now all the time to figure it out. <laughs> but you're not alone yeah that's how they're such a big company i think i think they're in cahoots with these other they make things harder so you gotta google don't let big google I, fool you i was pretty much living off of uh aol free trials <laughs> right just uh, i learned how to scam easy switching emails i was using uh my first internet service was comcast or not comcast it was uh what the hell was it com something and it was an offshoot of AOL, which I didn't learn that till later. Yeah, see, I Com- missed AOL because just being in a small town, they didn't CompuServe. 
they didn't really <laughs> service small towns that way AOL. But I had a friend who moved to a bigger city, and I remember visiting him, and they all used AOL, and he had AOL Messenger and all that. But that's really the only time I saw it. Whereas in a small town, we all used MSN Messenger, and then we all had like dial up internet. And I don't remember at all what fucking company it was. But the day we got DSL from dollar to DSL was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And now if I got DSL, I'd be like, I can't live off this slow fucking Internet. You know, so I just think it's funny how quickly. It Shout all out to fucking AOL Instant Messenger. It helped me get laid so much in high school. It's ridiculous. Like, oh, wow. Um, I used to love that little thing. I'm sure the messenger should have helped me, but I, I just didn't use it right, I guess. You know. <laughs> But it was just, I don't know. It was, it's texting, but you could still be like away. You could just, you could literally just put up, you were gone doing this, leave me alone. And like, it was beautiful. Before I could have pulled it off. So, like, when I'm like 15 and this girl was probably like 13, if I have to remember correctly. And I remember, cause I, I can think of who it is, you know, and she's like a respectable person in this town she's in now and shit. But yeah, all the time was like the like most graphic sexting, basically, right? right. Of like, Oh yeah, but what would you do if we were alone? And she'd be like, "Oh, I deep throat your dick, your big dick," and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" And my dick's like not big at all, right? At this time, and so you're like, and I remember my mom found the history messages, so like MSN Messenger and like some weird backend saved like fucking text of like the history of your shit, and she read that, and uh, oh, she was like, "Are y'all dating?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> like we just talk like this on Messenger." Um, I don't know. It was very odd. And then, and then um, later on in adult life, when I probably could have done something with that girl, it never happened. We never even once got in that vein. But like when we were like, you know, young teens, it was very much on the mind through the message. I'm just really glad none of that shit is saved anymore. Like where yeah. texts and stuff now are just saved forever, you know, and, and, and I mean, I would have loved to grow up with technology, but the videos I would have posted because of the home videos I made. Right. I probably would have just posted. It's just no. Well, the only Fuck thing no. I wish we had, because I agree with you on everything except this. I wish I had a Spotify account my whole life. Yes, yes. So I could have liked every song I've ever even liked. Even anything. Right. And any sort of way to be able to choose my music like that would have been beautiful. Because even Napster wasn't fully it. Like halfway through a song could be a porn fucking sample you right. know like well, just to fuck with you let's so, say i like, downloaded uh, it or i ripped cds or whatever because i was pretty good about this i would kept the organized itunes library and i would rate them you know you go like and rate songs like in the yeah window shit like and i was trying to do all that shit like to try to keep track of it but to have like a way that i still had all that information now you know and all of them on a list that'd be great but right now it's like i still cannot find this song called chuck norris on drugs that i loved in college um and I look for it, you know, about once a year. I'm like, let's see if I can go find it. I just can never find it. And I would think with a name like Chuck Norris on drugs, you could find the fucking song. But, uh, you know, it's like, God damn it. Why? What was I doing? Why didn't I save that in a very precious place? See, and that's the thing is I, I more or less did. I have a bunch of uh, mixed CDs I haven't gone through yet that I know include like it was popular stuff, some stand up. But I know it has some of those like Napster songs and whatever, right. those, those rare internet songs from the time. And I mean, this stack is like looking at it now is probably 30 deep, if not more. So, I mean, once I go through this, I'm sure, you know, I'll, I'll keep a lookout for it because it might even be on there. The only way I have my original mixtape called Summer Job um, 
is because my wife had a burnt CD in like her random CD case. And I was like, oh my God, we found a copy. And I re, you know, ripped them or whatever. But yeah, I didn't have I the original mine. video. Mine are like mostly random named. One's the Herbal Schittenbacher mix. One's Herbal Schittenbacher 2. So I guess I was starting a series. Right. Uh, you should make the third one two. like years, years later. Herbal Schittenbacher 3. <laughs> make one now. Yeah. Yeah. This is just random rap mix. You know, like none of them really had a had a t- like a reasoning. Yeah. See, I had except for the drunk mixes. I did have drunk mixes for many years. I done like Mojers Music One, Mojers Music Two, and all the way up through like forties, the fifties, and I kind of knew which songs well, were on which what? ones, you know, because you kind of right. get that muscle memory. And every once in a while, now like you know, a song will come on, and after it's over, I'll be like, "You ain't gotta say too much." I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" That was the next song on that verse CD. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm not crazy because that still happens to me. Yeah. Wow. The fucking memory, you know. To tie to also think of every time I hear uh, Will Smith's Welcome to Miami, I think of Twisted Metal 3. Um, I think I'm pretty sure that's the correct thing because I remember being at Rusty's house playing a Will Smith CD and playing Twisted Metal 3, you know, like, but like we weren't listening to the soundtrack of the game, we're listening to like a CD player. And so, for whatever reason, every time I see one, I think of the other. That's crazy because there's actually a song and I don't even listen to them much now. Uh, by Cannibal Corpse called Gallery of Suicide. It's on their album, Gallery of Suicide. Um, whatever. It's like track six. And every time I hear it, I can smell and kind of taste uh, Frank's Hot Wings. The, Frank's is like this local pizza shop. They got the best fucking wings around, pretty much. And I don't know what it is. It's like especially at that era like the the hot wings had a certain scent and flavor and ever i don't know why but it brings me to that every fucking time and like i can literally almost smell it and taste it it's crazy right well i feel like buffalo season sauce used to not be so rich you know it's a little less <laughs> buffalo and it was just worried a little bit about a little spice and you know you're just trying to get a little sauce on there but now everyone's trying to make it real buffalo-y and they kind of ruin it to me, in my opinion Maybe it's something else like more vinegar or something in it that yeah. brings out the buffalo more like filler. Could be. We have this place called uh, shit. I can't remember what it's. It's something partnered with DoorDash. We're just like just wings.com or some shit. Right. And they get oh, you- Chili's. It's just wings. Yeah. Yeah. And so they have <laughs> one here and it's um at Chili's. Basically, you just go to Chili's and they bring it out of Chili. So they just make them at Chili's, yep. but they're cheaper. And I hate every sauce they have. And I've now tried every yep. single sauce and they're all fucking horrible. But the wings are good, like the meat product. Right. But I'm like, God damn it. If y'all could just get some fucking good sauces. I thought the uh, pineapple teriyaki was OK. I haven't. I've um, I have not tried that one yet. Um, after I tried that, their barbecue that, and it tasted nothing like barbecue, I was like, well, I don't even know what to expect. I don't know how that apple barbecue is. Like, it tastes so like it's barbecue, but it's not. Um, I haven't tried the regular barbecue. Oh, see, they, um, they only had apple barbecue here. So I think that's all I've gotten to try. But anyway, people don't know. It's pretty. It's a good deal for wings, to be honest, because wings are expensive these days. I remember the when fries I was stuck, though. Oh, yeah. Fries are all soggy and shit. Um, but in college, we had uh, quarter wing nights at Applebee's every Thursday. And you would go and just get so many fucking wings because it was a quarter a wing. And right. 
I loved it. I mean, I, I mean, that was like my favorite night was Thursday nights because I was like, I know where I'm eating, you know, for cheap and shit. And uh, it was such a good deal. And then Wings has really taken off over like the last 15 years to where like now they're like expensive. They used to be like the leftover shit meat. And that's how it became a fucking what they were. And now they're like, oh, the delicacy is the wing. I used to go down for 50 cent wing night uh, to a bar whenever I was like 18, 19. Before I could even drink, I just knew their wings were fucking great. So I would go, in, you know. They now I don't even know if they do deals like that, you know. No, I remember more like Applebee's. Exactly, it it went from twenty five cent to a dollar wing knot, and I was like, never again. I guess that's over. Uh, Because they're wing dings on top of it, like they're just little bar wings. Ninety nine percent of the time, you know, whatever. But right, well, that's the other thing is I I wish we could all agree that you should say you get. 10 half wings because of one flat and one drum is a whole wing. And like, I don't understand how we've gotten here where we now call that two wings because it's not, that's one wing. Kind of on the same subject. I feel like packaging has gotten bigger as what you get inside has gotten smaller. Right. Like cereal boxes and shit. Like they're huge. Now I, I, we got a new one and it was like bigger than the shelf by like a good bit but then you open it and it's literally just like half the box yeah you know and it's just uh, there's a lot of things like that going on or you get like a candy bar where they're charging a little bit more but it's like a little bit shorter or something right. you know I, I care more about that the other ones like the potato chip airbag i agree i get annoyed with that, I get that. but their argument and same with i guess a cereal would be the more air the less likely shit gets crunched inside and it's like a settlement issue, like so it can settle properly. Something, yeah. right? Yeah, like they have their reasons. But yes, when it's something like this, Hellman mayonnaise used to be seventeen ounces, and now it's down to fourteen ounces, and they've taken off half an ounce every year for the last however long. But they're charging you more now. That's the shit that annoys me. Because I'm like, you're purposely doing it to like be shady, or they like right. increase the divot on the bottom of the bottle to be bigger to like take out a negative space, but it's something you can't see. So, like, you still think it's the same size. Like, it is purposely to trick you, and I don't appreciate it. And, they, and it's like, since one can do it, they all do it, you know? And there's really no regulation behind it. If there is, it's not regulated. Right. You know, like... Well, a lot of the grocery stores, I bring this up probably every time we talk about grocery stores, but all those use-by dates are all made up. They're just the food people being like, I think you should use it by this, but they're not science. They're not a real thing. They're not regulated by a government body. It's one of those things uh, where they just stepped up and did it themselves so the government wouldn't step in, kind of like the ESRB does with video games. Um, right. And I just think that's fascinating. I've always kept that in mind because my dad worked as a butcher when I was a kid until he got uh, this factory job, and the guy, the boss would come up and be like, hey, go change the date on the potato salad to three more days. And then he would because, you know, his boss told him to. But I'd be like, oh, my God, they're just making dates up. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that's always stuck with me. So I'm like, you can't trust any of that shit. You got to smell it. Yeah. You, you know, like milk when it's like the date. I'm like, it could be bad, but you got to smell it at least first. And you're just going to toss it out. Something I always used to think was parental advisory stickers were like some legal. There was some legal thing, kind of like the the whole video game ratings. I was like. Okay, that's not regulated, but it seems like every CD that has swearing has this parental advisory. Like, it's a legal thing. They have to put it. Like, this so-and-so artist wouldn't give a fuck to put it or not. Right. You know, and then, like, I remember here, it was young, you know, and 
the first time I had got a CD actually, cause it was cassettes first. First time I got a CD, it was edited. And I was just like, Oh, he didn't put a, it was a biggie and he didn't put a parental advisory. Oh, okay. And then it's edited. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What are they doing? Right. And that was my introduction to that. But it kind of reminded me of like, cause there is no, you know, you could put it on, put it in, you know, it's kind of, it's so weird. The rating system's a little more strict, strict, but right. I became a stop very quickly where I refused to get any CDs from Walmart when I've gotten a rap music because they were all edited. They didn't sell unedited stuff. So I'd make my mom take me to like Sam Goody or FYE or, you know, some other Mine place was, uh, to, to buy it. Yeah, Kmart, Kmart was right? decent. Um, <laughs> you know, it, was, it wasn't a local town, not like in my actual town. And then Target also had uh, stuff like that. But I remember like getting Cisco. I had to get the unedited Cisco. I couldn't get the edited shit. Um, my first CD I bought, though, was Hanson. So I like to let I learned that. young about it, like whenever that happened, because I got completely I got double bamboozled because not only was it edited, but I didn't know that Life After Death by Biggie was a double CD as a kid. Like, I didn't I was just like, oh, I'll pick this up in a couple singles, whatever I could afford. And, I, you know, so whenever I found that out, I was like, so they cut half the fucking album and it's edited and I paid the same. How did they get away with this? Like, right. and it's still kind of mind boggling to me how that happens. But, Country yeah. grammar is what sticks out to me. Uh, I just remember... I had downloaded, you know, through Napster, a lot of, you know, Nelly songs before Country Grammar came out. And then when a friend of mine got Country Grammar and put it in and it was all edited and I was like, what the fuck? And I, that's when I learned Walmart only sold edited CDs. And I was like, I must avoid them. I I can't listen to the radio. Like if it's certain music that would swear, because if it's edited, I'm just like, oh, fuck, fuck. I can't do this. Right. And like it, it instantly just pisses me off. My complaint on Spotify is there is a way to go in and turn off all explicit content, but there's no way to go turn off all the edited songs. All edited. There should, I know. There should be a setting that says, hey, if there is a two versions, don't ever play me the fucking edited one. And there is even like on the Spotify's help website, there is a petition for it. And you can like, you know, add your fucking plus one or whatever to it. But they're not they don't give a fuck. But it annoys the shit. I mean, when like a new little Wayne song comes out and they'll put like the edited one on my release radar. And then I yeah, have to go too. out of my way to go find the fucking unedited one. And be like, do I like it? Because for 18 fucking seconds, there weren't any words, you know, like. Fucking and their shuffle was broken, which I don't understand. It's been broken since its release. I use shuffle on my playlist a lot. I'll just add songs, I'll, like songs I like throughout every day, pretty much. Right. And that's my like driving music and shit, whatever. And it's like I have over 5,000 songs or close to 5,000. And I hear why am I hearing the same like maybe 50 fucking songs all the time? And I have to like you know, skim my finger through and just click and do my own random because they're just giving me what they like, what the algorithm probably thinks I want to hear based off time. Listen to that artist. But it's like, well, I'm not trying to listen to them right now. I'm like, it's on shuffle, motherfucker. How hard is that? Right. Well, like, I, I use almost every Monday. I'll, I'll listen to the discover weekly to, you know, to see if there's any new shit I like. And then if I ever need music to listen to, I do think they're like daily mixes aren't the worst because it'll mix things you've liked with shit you haven't liked. And that could kind of help you find some shit, you know, you might've overlooked, but yeah, there are times where I feel like their playlists are like not the best, you know, as far as or the, the ones they make for you. Right. Yeah. You know, I, lately, and, I've been listening to a lot of video game music. I'm going to after we get off here, which I think we're about done here. I'm going to send you a link to my little video game music playlist. I've been putting together. See what you think about it. Um, 
the high yeah. the highlights uh, that I've come across is I think Persona Five and Persona Four are both just amazing soundtracks. They're just so good. Um, I think the Final Fantasy Seven remake soundtrack's good. Uh, I mean, it's the same as this Final Fantasy Seven soundtrack in a way, but it's like with modern instruments and modern sounds, and oh. I just think it's like cooler that way. And right. um. Like remastered almost. Yeah. Right. And then Jet Just Set Radio. The game. the game was remastered, right, too? Correct. And uh, Jet Set Radio, I never played when I was a kid, but I just listened to the soundtrack to that game yesterday, and it may be the best ever. Uh, so I have a couple of songs on there. It is, they have a song called Funky Dealer that is so good that I'm like, holy shit. Like, it blew my mind how good it is. Um, and then I would say the Bastion soundtrack is very good. The Last of Us soundtrack is pretty good if you like just guitar playing shit. You know, anyway, I've come across a lot of good soundtracks. And when I look up like what are the greatest ever, a lot of people like very chip tuny stuff. And I do think some of those are good, but unless there's a lot of dynamics to them, I don't see myself just listening to them for enjoyment. You know what I mean? The very first song I added to my playlist was uh, Chemical Plant Zone theme. Uh, it was whenever I got Spotify in December 2015 because it shows you the date and everything. Um, yeah, that was the very first. I always remember that. Like, I don't know why it sticks with me, but I just but I love that song, you know, and, and but as it went on, I've added more and more. So maybe I'll have to make my own video game playlist, see what I got on there. Well, and a lot of people really like there's a, a series of CDs that's like the uh, some orchestra, some really famous fucking orchestra that I shouldn't know the name of, but I don't um, where they play video game music but like in this orchestra and like that's very popular to people yeah. but i listen to it i'm like i don't know i don't like that as much i still like it to be video gamey but i don't want it to be like just chip tunes i don't know it's hard to a suggestion would be uh the true crimes of la soundtrack because it's got some exclusives on there like it's, it's mainly rap and shit but it's an exclusive ice cube uh you know various other snoop and shit and if it is on something else it's on like some deep cut Right. Yeah, you know, I don't fucking know, but it, it, there's because I just went through that one pretty recently and was like, oh shit, I remember this song. Because I mean, I I got bored with GTA, so I was looking for alternatives, and that was like the next best one for me. Also, the Hotline Miami soundtrack was really good. It made me want to uh, try the game out again. I couldn't even get past the first level when I tried to play it. I just I didn't Fury. get it. I guess. <laughs> and uh, sorry, that's the Yeah, and so I, I you know some of these are making me want to be like, maybe I should play this game again just because the songs are good. But then again, I'm like, well, I guess I just listen to the song on Spotify. Why do I have to go play the game? <laughs> I know um, Kingdom Hearts has a good soundtrack. Yeah. Like orchestral. Well, it has like the song Sanctuary that's been sampled and stuff. And that one's very popular and it is orchestral. And I guess I do like that in some video game senses, but some of them are just so overly dramatic that it's really hard for me True. to get into True. so anyway, i just sent you a, a link and i have you know there's final fancy shit in there so the, it kind of goes back and forth but i would say all those are pretty good there's a song on undertale called megalovania megalovania and it's thought of as being the greatest uh video game song of all time i guess so it's at the top of my list and it is pretty fucking good so um if people are curious you should go check that out but i've never played undertale but i have been recommended it many times so i might i do recognize uh the group power core on here yeah, they've done um, uh, the Far Cry 3 Blood Boy. Dragon, I think. Soundtrack or something like that. That might have been it, because I loved the soundtrack on that back then. Yeah. That might have been where I found them. Yeah, basically, I've been There's going through Spotify playlists that you know, other people have made of their favorites, and I just listened through them, and then I still, we know, and, and I've added them to this. Because that's really the only way oh, you can make a good fucking playlist, you know? 
You got to just go through the best and make the best out of the best. Yeah. You got to put in the work. Some would say it's the best of, of the best of. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right, man. And also don't forget to send me a song for, uh, whatever you want to play at the end of here. And then also we have two more music podcasts. So let me know what songs you want for those as well. Uh, we, we can throw on black lungs at the end here. Okay. We could do that. Good I've enjoyed it. And, I, and skinny was getting hype. So that's a little teaser for the next episode. Oh shit. So, all right. I'm peace, all bro. In. Later. They call me Black Lung. Smoke by the pack, watch me subtract funds. Take a hit, tickets orange like cap guns. Black gums every morning when I brush. In my hand when I'm recording, can't breathe, don't give a fuck. I don't like the fake, neither fuck the fruity taste. Like I'm puffing on some drain cleaner, get that out my face. I reject all, spend all the bread that I get on menthols. Not against y'all, just don't wanna be involved with the batteries and What?